0: blog talk radio live from chicago and las vegas you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending it's page one with lavar and mary on blog talk radio
1: Talk Radio Nation. It's Friday night and you are tuned into page one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We're here every, well, just about every Friday night at this time, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central uh, for this one-hour meeting of the minds. I am hoping that wherever you are, uh, the weather is better. It still seems that there's storms. Uh, It still seems that there's fall weather creeping in, still some signs of summer for most of you. But above all, hopefully you're having a good one. But as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you?
0: I am good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. Uh, This was one of those weeks where I felt like it was – a day later than what it should have been? Like yesterday felt like (laughs) Friday.
0: Like it should have been Friday. Right.
1: And today feels like Saturday, Uh, (laughs) at least as far as my commute was concerned. But, hey, um, we're here. It's another NFL weekend. We're going into week two of the NFL season and college football season, so it's all good. Um, No complaints here. And like I said, once we get to this time, then I know it's Friday night and it's the start of the weekend, which is why I always tell people, hey, start a weekend, spend it with us, uh, because by Friday you're kind of like a little bit run down. Uh, listen to us, go to bed afterwards, or do whatever you do, you do you,
0: and then wake
1: up and enjoy Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's it. I don't have anything, like, big. Um no. It's, yeah. I know tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know, this is going to be one of those shows where because in a in a way, and I'm going to let you all know now, um, we will be off next Friday night. Um last Friday night was a little bit of a last minute surprise. Uh I did not go into everything if you saw my twitter you know exactly what happened but um next friday night will be off when we meet again it will be october 1st <laughs> so, i know that's so crazy yeah and i know that you probably like the month of october for halloween for multiple um, reasons
0: halloween is one of them yes
1: uh let's see what else is going on in the month of october
0: uh nothing. huh <laughs> nothing <laughs> uh
1: well no, it's four consecutive weeks of garbage day um yes let's see what else is in the month of october uh i know october is also columbus day slash indigenous people's day uh oh,
0: did they actually officially change that
1: it is actually, if you look on your iPhone in the calendar, they have Columbus Day, and then right underneath that, Indigenous Peoples Day. So huh. um, is <laughs> also Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you see it?
0: Costume Party Day. <laughs> what else is
1: going on there? The park? I don't know. Maybe you'll come to me. Um
0: <laughs> it it may it may not
1: it, it's okay, <laughs> no, it is also Mary's birthday that month it is uh i it's going to be one of those weird ones because your birthday falls in the middle of a week it doesn't fall on yeah, fly so uh we would either be celebrating her birthday either on October eighth show or two days later on October fifteenth show if she does not have any birthday plans and doesn't decide to uh a, or you know what we what? can do. Here's what we can do. I think that we should, uh, for one of those shows, we celebrate your birthday, we should just drink during the entire hour.
0: Me, <laughs> with alcoholic beverages or non-alcoholic beverages, whatever I decide to drink that evening would probably not I, partake and do well. I think that would
1: make no, for a very interesting show. But I I'm
0: am, I am... You know what? I'm game. <laughs> I, I actually, think it would be a very big mistake, but I'm game.
1: Actually, you know what? I'm reading today, and I heard on the radio that the good folks at Samuel Adams, they're set to release their 2021 Utopia Spear. It's got... Twenty-eight <laughs> percent alcohol by value. What? It's illegal. It's illegal in fifteen states. Uh, it's uh, pretty wow. much uh, those lucky enough to get a bottle of it. It's limited and it's pricey. It's two hundred and forty dollars. Um, Too rich for my book. Can, yeah, yeah. Um, it says here. Uh, Those lucky to get a bottle of the Extremely Limited and Pricey at $240 beer will get an additional taste treat from the 2,000 pounds of cherries it was finished on. Uh, Boston Beer releases Sam Adams Utopias every other year. Beginning October 11th, it will be available at select specialty beer, wine, and liquor stores where laws allow, Uh, often compared to a complex port or cognac and shipped from a snifter. Uh, or sip from a snifter at room temperature. It's described as an extreme beer by the brewery. Some of the liquid has been aged nearly three decades in wooden bourbon cask. Uh, After multiple batches are blended, they're aged in a total of 86 different barrels that previously held uh, it's pronounced uh, Madeira port and sherry. Uh, For the first time, this year's batch had some of the blend aged in Salturn's French Oak Wine Casks, which the brewery says adds subtle notes of honeyed apricot and caramel. Uh, among the cherries used were Michigan Balaton cherries, which helped create a rich favor of black cherry and dark fruits. So, yeah. Now, are you curious as to where it's illegal? Yes.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: It is very illegal
0: because so, I have I'm a feeling it is Ill- not Ill- illegal in Las Vegas. I
1: am shut some of the states on here. It is illegal in Alabama, the home pretty much like uh <laughs> home brews. It's illegal in Alabama, right. Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. You would have thought that most of those states <laughs> which are home to Home homebrews, and uh, moonshine, moonshine, would probably.
0: <laughs> so basically, well, was... I'm surprised that Nevada's not on that list because of, um, it, because that list sounded like it was everything from all the states with M names and up in the, in the, in the, <laughs> the alphabet. I'm, all the M's, the, the W's. Right.
1: I'm shocked at the southern states that have outlawed it.
0: It's so Three. weird.
1: Yeah. So you have a chance of getting it.
0: <laughs> I also have a chance of using that money for something else. <laughs> like fun. But you know how much you sell that
1: But you know how much you can sell that back off for though?
0: I'm sure ever, I can sell it off change. for a ton of money.
1: Yes. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where I think that if you're able to get it, you might get ten times what you paid for it. So uh, look at it as an investment.
0: (laughs) An investment. I can't even
1: imagine 28% alcohol by value. I would think that I'm trying to think of the equivalent of that. <laughs> tequila is what?
0: Look
1: at me? I have tequila, no idea. A, a good tequila would be what? I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't know what tequila would be alcohol by volume, but twenty eight percent that's that's extremely high. That's that's almost like that one alcohol that outlawed eventually. Forget uh, You could put, put that in your car. I
0: don't know. Uh, uh, let's see. We are gonna, your, not no. that one. I'm looking at. See, this is the best part of being where I'm where I'm at because I could be right on here. So, beer is normally about five percent. Malt liquor is about seven percent. Wine, not cooking wine, but actual regular wine that you drink at a table, is about 12%. These are all averages. A two-ounce shot of distilled spirits. Jim, rum, tequila, vodka, whiskey, etc. So distilled spirits, about 40%. So it's somewhere okay. between wine and a shot of bourbon. <laughs> all
1: right. And I noticed that you have to drink it in a snifter, so it's a uh... I guess, to get the flavors and the smell and the experience. Uh, yeah. I, there you go. Um, so the margarita
0: is usually at 30% after you get everything mixed in.
1: Okay, after everything's mixed in.
0: So pretty much yeah. like a margarita. That's. I guess that's not
1: bad. Uh, is that top shelf margarita? So
0: for a beer, though, that's insane.
1: Yeah. That's pretty high for a beer. Well,
0: it, yeah,
1: it, for a beer, a, you're looking
0: at 5% for a
1: beer. So that's, so that's about five times the normal rate of a beer. So it's like having five beers in one, just about. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know, while you were looking that up, I actually had some look-up music. <laughs> I going to mm-hmm. play. <laughs> I'm much... No, actually, I'm
0: much faster than your lookup music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to go to it. I was going to ask you if you need a little bit more time. So I was like, oh, do you need a little bit more time? I have to do actually, I have standby music now in the event that we have technical difficulties or we need to kind of like get away for a few seconds or something happens. So that stays <laughs> in the wall. You know, we have to use it. Uh <laughs>
0: Gotcha.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm actually going to play a few seconds of it because in the event, because things happen on this show. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, technical difficulties. This is, this is live when we do this on Friday nights. So if anything ever happens and you hear this music that I play, that means we have some type of technical difficulties. <laughs> All right. So if you hear that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had technical
1: difficulties somewhere. Or
0: so we've been taken over by clowns. I, I mean, <laughs> we don't know which. <laughs> the circus has come into town. The silent, the silent uh, movies have come back.
1: Yes. There you go. So that's that's the music. If we have issues here. Uh, <laughs> Well, I have a feeling that is not the last time we will see that soon. Uh, but <laughs> this is Friday night, September 17th. So on the calendar, the Almanac calendar uh, for today, this is National Professional House Cleaners Day. Uh, it is also National Apple Dumpling Day. Uh, Constitution Day and Citizenship Day is today. National Tradesman Day. National POW-MIA Recognition Day. Uh, It is also National Monte Cristo Day. Tomorrow is a lot of things tomorrow. It's National Cleanup Day, uh, Responsible Dog Ownership Day, Puppy Mill Awareness Day, uh, Boys and Girls Club Day for Kids, National Gymnastics Day, National Dance Day. It is National HIV, AIDS, and Aging Awareness Day. Air Force, uh, the Air Force's birthday is tomorrow and it is National Cheeseburger Day. Um, and then on Sunday, it is Wife Appreciation Day, National Butterscotch <laughs> Pudding Day. <laughs> and I and know
0: butterscotch pudding. There
1: you go. Butterscotch pudding. So you can appreciate your wife. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she might like, you're gonna like it. You're going to like it. You don't know.
1: Yeah, I know, some, some people have that, uh, that fetish, but um, that's the Butterscotch Pudding Day. And also, Sunday is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Hire me, So, yes, you could talk like a pirate by appreciating your wife with Butterscotch Pudding.
0: <laughs> Butterscotch Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: I don't know in what order you want to do it in, but that's up to you.
0: You may have to appreciate your wife if you call her a wench. I'm just saying. So start with appreciation. Move your way to the pirate.
1: Would that be like more like dirty talk if you use wench?
0: I don't know. That's why I said start with the appreciation. Move yeah. um, to pirate.
1: Yeah. Uh, Monday few things on the menu here. It is National Punch Day, National String Cheese Day, National Pepperoni Pizza Day, and National Fried Rice Day. Yum. Um, Sorry, IP
0: I like professors- fried
1: rice. I like fried rice. <laughs> IT Professionals Day is on Tuesday. Uh, National Chai Day is also on that day. Wednesday is American Business Women's Day, Car Free Day, uh, Dairy Day, uh, Deer Diary Day, sorry, uh, Elephant Appreciation Day, National Girls' Night, Hobbit Day, I, National Ice Cream Cone Day, National Legwear Day, National White Chocolate Day, and the... Well, you know what? We have this argument every year. Uh, fall officially comes on Tuesday. Now, what do you call it? Do you call it what they call it here with the... And I'm gonna get A my Chicago. Equinox? Yes, that's what they call it. Is that what you officially call it?
0: Yeah, it's the attem- nope. it's the autumnal equinox. That's what it is.
1: Okay, all right. Just making sure. I thought we had an argument about that once about what exactly it was called. We, vernal uh, or
0: spring equinox, was the one that we <laughs> normally talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, it's autumnal okay. and
0: vernal. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: So, yes, that's coming up on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday is uh, Celebrate Bisexuality Day, National Checkers, Dogs, and Politics Day, Great American Pot Pie Day, Snack Stick Day. Uh, It is on Thursday, Cherry's Jubilee Day, Punctuation Day. (laughs) Um, also National (laughs) (laughs) period, Period. 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 Uh it's also on that day. Uh, National Brave Day and National Gay Men's HIV and AIDS Awareness Day also on that day. You know what we missed this past week, though? Uh, we hmm. missed yesterday. Yesterday was uh, National Play-Doh Day and National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day and National Guacamole Day. Hey, I had guacamole yesterday. Oh, all right. I my
0: Veggie oh, you won't start <laughs> got
1: you.
0: Tell the folks what
1: you ordered for a meal.
0: <laughs> I love this. Okay, so I enjoy Red Robin's Veggie Burger. So I ordered their Veggie Burger patty <laughs> with bacon, cheese, guacamole, <laughs> And then I didn't have it on a bun yesterday. I had it on a um, uh, lettuce wrap. So, But normally I would have that on a bun. Yes, I order veggie burgers. And yes, I put bacon on them. Just because it's a veggie burger doesn't mean that I have to be vegetarian. And I like veggie burgers. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> and i giggle Oh. And now they can at me all they want.
1: <laughs> it's definitely enough for Be me, a dog. in web <laughs> the
0: webpage. in the webpage or the Discord or Twitter.
1: It is At that point, it's not even a burger. It's pretty much a wrap. With, and even if you put... Um, Veggie burger with actual meat. <laughs> uh,
0: again, uh, just because it's a veggie burger doesn't mean that I am a vegetarian. I am not. I am a carnivore. I just like the taste of their veggie burger better than their beef burger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. We I, have I'd this conversation yeah. every time I do it, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Because I, uh, that's, it's just.
0: You're killing me, small. You
1: can have. And the fries.
0: <laughs> the fries
1: alone.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I had zucchini fries, which,
1: which is the fried kind of connoisseur that, that a is part of zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> that were fried. Yeah, yeah all they did was deep fried. All they did was deep fry it to make you feel better that you were having a vegetable. That's all they did.
0: (laughs) No, that was what the veggie burger was for. (laughs) And the sweet potato fries, you don't like sweet potato fries either. We could have this whole conversation about fries. We don't even have to do a show tonight. It could just be about fries.
1: (laughs) We could have it, but we're already going to have like a 15, 20-minute conversation about something later on tonight, but –
0: <laughs> no, I can't wait that's for not, that. That's yeah, I know. It's, I know it's
1: not fries, though. Any vegetable that you're going to cut up into pieces and pass off at fries, it is not fries. And if anybody ever does that and they tell you that it is fries,
0: don't you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not opinionated <laughs> on the show
1: at all, at all, not even I'm a little sorry. bit. Nope, we're not apologetic about it. It's it's not fries. I, I'm sorry. But it's, all that is is just cut up veg vegetables. Or I'm sorry. I'm going to do my 1940s radio voice. Vegetables, uh, you know, <laughs> pronounce it that way? And also they pronounce protein proteins. And I'm like, really? So how did we get the proteins? They pronounced it proteins.
0: Like, you know what? It's different. just it's it's them down. It's them damn English. People. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's The people <laughs> from the UK that pronounce things wrong. That's what it is. <laughs> this is American. This was
1: on radio in the 40s. I I, I sometimes I know. Uh, pull up shows. They're like proteins, and I'm like, where, so where did we go from proteins to proteins? I don't, I don't know where that went wrong. But anyway, yeah, that's all it is. It's not fries. No, <laughs> French fries are potatoes potatoes that are cut up and fried. It is nothing else. It is not a vegetable. It's not a sweet potato. It's not a banana. It's not a zucchini. It's not a radish. It's not <laughs> anything else. Don't be fooled.
0: I've never had <laughs> fried bananas and called them fries. Fried bananas are no. No, fried bananas are fried time. bananas, man. That's good stuff. You're to <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be
1: passed it off as fries. Um, speaking of we do have a few stories tonight Um, coming up in this show uh, retro moment of the week tonight also live look at what's trending Um, I'm saving the last probably 15 minutes of this show because I have a major major beef with something and last night as Mary and I were talking uh, she felt that I should (laughs) save it the show
0: I absolutely stopped him
1: I waited 24 hours. I saved it for the show. Uh, I thought about it some more, and it still made me mad. And
0: um, <laughs> I'm going to be giggling the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, last 20 minutes of the show, we'll probably talk about it, because I think that's pretty much how long it's going to take. Um, so we've got a couple of stories tonight. One of them I was kind of surprised about um, – We've been kind of here and there the last couple of weeks, so I know most of you have heard, uh, but there was in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, a judge who denied a couple's request to legally divorce, claiming she could not find evidence that their marriage is uh, broken. So attorneys for both parties uh, said that Doug and Nicole Potts, who had been married since 2008 and had been separated since uh, November – The couple had the terms of their divorce mostly agreed upon and mostly appeared uh, before the judge to receive a ruling on potential relocation. Uh, Being told to stay with your ex when you both agree it's over is pretty stunning, said Nicole Potts, attorney Sidney uh, Wieck. This is something really nobody would have seen coming. The couple told the judge that they had successfully been co-parenting their younger daughter and were cordial with each other during the hearing for her well-being. At the end of the hearing, uh, Meredith told the couple she believed they could work things out. She says, I get the vibe that you all might be able to work this out, and I could be wrong, but I sit through a lot of these things. She then asked the couple if they'd be willing to try counseling. Would it be be beneficial to either of you all if I order you to go to reconciliation counseling, or are you past that? And then Nicole Potts responded, I mean, I would say we're past that. Usually, people are only ordered to go to some form of counseling when they demonstrate that they can't get along and that they need extra help in co-parenting, Zeke said. But here, where everyone's on the same page about most of the issues of the case, that's the ideal. That's what you want out of people. Uh, Despite that conversation, Meredith issued the order, which read in part, while it is highly unusual in this instance, The court cannot make the finding at this time that this marriage is irrevocably broken based upon the testimony and evidence before it. Frankly, the court observes these parties to be two people who have lost the ability to communicate with one another about their emotional relationship and perhaps uh, have let their pride become a wall between them. The order also mandated neither party, husband nor wife, shall introduce the child to any dating interest until this action is finalized or speak to the child about such personal relationship or permit any third party to do so. Attorneys for both parties believe the judge mistook their client's communication and maturity in the courtroom for love that is no longer there. Uh, They're attempting to fix the situation, filing motions to get the judge to set aside her order and grant a divorce like the couple wanted. Uh, I've never heard of this before. I I don't know if it's – who – (laughs) <laughs> the judge's to say, hey, you still got to work this out, and I'm not going to allow you to break up. That comes from, if they, it's almost like, do you want them to come into court pretty much calling at each other? Do you want the, you know somebody to, you know, you want this to get like physical and bad and just like to the point of no return? I mean, I don't know if they kind of mutually immature, that shows maturity. And that shows that they're past it because if you're both mature to realize that there's nothing there and somebody's telling you, Nope, I can't allow you to legally still break up that's kind of overstepping bounds, isn't it?
0: I would say so, yes. A hundred percent. I am I am of the opinion that the judges I get where the judge is probably coming from, like they saw something that they don't normally see to a level that they don't normally see. Cause even if couples get along enough to go into court together, like um, they, there's still a air of usually, usually there's still an air of like just hatred and disdain. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a level there that, um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to bring up my marriage, but um, I am divorced, have been for quite some time, and had you looked at my ex-husband and I now versus when we got divorced, we would probably resemble that couple, we would be closer to what that couple is doing now than we were when we got divorced originally. When we originally got divorced, it was but we agreed on everything and then because of the way that state laws are in Nevada, it was really easy for us because we agreed on the terms like we made the terms and we just said here neither one of us could be in the courtroom together because we would have probably wanted to kill each other this couple is in a, a unique situation where they've already decided that this is not working this is not going to work there's no way around getting it to work let's let's fix this uh, get to a good place for our children or our child before it gets to be too late and this judge has clearly overstepped her bounds by saying nope you don't get to you don't get to do that now, if they go through this counseling and can still prove that they don't want to be together, which is there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you make the wrong choice. I wish more marriages, if they were going to end, I wish more marriages would last, obviously. That's my first wish. But if they're going to end, that they would end in a way that this, this couple was acting. They've been mature. They're co-parenting. They're, they're not doing things that a lot of marriages end up doing. No broken marriages, so yeah.
1: Wow, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of oversight. I mean, if both come to you maturely and say, "Hey, this isn't working out. We both agreed on this." I don't think that's in the judge's uh, right to stay. No, I think it can here. Yeah, you know, it's like really, you know, what if. They had done that, and one person's intent wasn't pure, and they were hoping by being that way that it would get them what they needed, and now that it hasn't, they just feel that they can act any way they want to act, and that sets a dangerous precedent, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't – yeah, I think when it comes to affairs of the heart like that, or of the order, if both parties are in agreement that this ends and that it's not going to work, I think that that shows a level of maturity, and that they obviously had talked about it, decided it, and that's where they want it to go. So allow them where they want to go. Um, yeah, Judge, I don't think I really hope they overturn that one because that's not right at all. But. Uh, we've reached a halfway mark of tonight's show. Uh, I'm going to try and sneak in two more snor- stories, one involving an interesting study on COVID and friendships that I saw, and then another one about, if we have time, about what attracts women, uh, another one of those. And uh, <laughs> then I will talk about something that bothered me to no end, what I saw this week. That, a live look at what's trending. I have a very odd feeling that this show is going to go into overtime tonight. So I'm already going to tell you ahead of time it probably will. But first, we'll have our retro moments (laughs) of the week. Uh, One is a repeat from last week because I'm not sure if most of you heard it. So we'll repeat that one, and then we've got two new ones, and uh, we will do those, and then we'll be back on the other side. You're watching – or watching. you're listening. (laughs) I always feel like we're on TV. Not yet. They're not moment. watching yet. Well, yeah, they're not watching
0: yet. They're not watching yet. But you're listening to page one with Lamar and Mary. We'll be right back. What's up for me, May? These yellow pages of yours are gorgeous, darling. So easy to find things. Well, what you looking for? Well, I was looking for a new garbage disposal. My old one ate my meatloaf and died Poor thing. Well, I guess it's true. You can't be a good homemaker and the sex kitten. Why don't you look up a cooking school? Yes, why don't you just chew on your carrots, darling? For well, first information about almost anything, let your fingers do the walking through the yellow pages. <laughs> it's me, Woody Woodpecker! Dan time! Is... What's up, Doc? Isn't it silly talking to a horse? Stop that and go to bed. Oh, horse feathers. That did it. Good night, Stanley. yoo Yes, <laughs> I love carrots. No more talking, Stanley. Go to sleep. <laughs> I love you. I do, I do, I do. They're Mattel's wonderful talking puppets. Woody Woodpecker, Mr. Ed, TV's talking horse, and Lovable Bugs Bunny. Each says ten funny sayings. You can tell they're Mattel. They're swell. Uh, uh, Nobody pulled your ring. Go to sleep. Hello, everybody, hello. Halo Shampoo presents the inside story of the wolf and little red riding hood. Hi, Red Riding Hood. Where are you going? That's a pretty silly question from a wolf. Why, I'm going to Grandma's for a shampoo. And don't try any funny business. Shampoo, hey? Just a minute. What do you use for shampoo? This stuff. Why? Uh, It's no wonder your hair looks like a bale of hay. Don't you know soaping dolls' hair? Halo glorifies it. You're sure
1: this isn't just one of your tricks? No,
0: I've turned honest. Come on, let's go to your grandma's house. I'll give you the best shampoo you ever had. Hello, everybody, hello. Hello, shampoo, halo. Remember, soaping dolls hair. Halo glorifies it, leaves it fragrant, dandruff-free, and wonderfully easy to manage. So hello, everybody, hello. Hello, shampoo, hello. You're listening to Page One with Lavar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary.
1: Welcome back to page one with Lavar Mary on Friday night, September 17th. That's a pretty blunt wolf.
0: <laughs> 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 I wonder if your looks like a fatal <laughs> That was interesting. Wow. That was very interesting. I will give him that.
1: <laughs> you ought to see it. It's in a cartoon form, which is it's a funny commercial. Yes, Dr. Malo shampoo back from the 50s. So uh, the Bucks Bunny commercial with the yellow pages, that is with him and Pearl Bailey. So, yeah, that was from the 1970s. So uh, retro moments here, uh, just about every week here on page one. Um, ahead of our live look at what's trending, uh, I ran across a story today which I thought was pretty interesting. In this era of COVID-19, there was a study or survey of 1,000 Americans, which was conducted in September uh, here this month, and it found that many were willing to drop a friend who refused to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, one in seven respondents had ended their friendship. The survey, which was conducted by one poll Research, which is a marketing research company, looked at the reasons why people were broken up with friends during the pandemic. When it came to disputes over vaccination, the survey found that 66% of those who lost a friend over the shot had been vaccinated, while 17% do not ever plan to get the shot. Of the vaccinated respondents, 14% said that they had ended a relationship with a friend who did not want to get the shot. 97% of vaccinated people who ended a friendship said that they considered their former friends to be, quote, full-blown anti-vaxxers who would never understand the importance of the vaccine, which has been proven to be, in some words, as the article said, safe and effective. The survey also asked unvaccinated people why they wouldn't be vaccinated. Many said it was a personal choice, while others expressed distrust about the vaccine or its potential side effects. The study did not include percentages or other statistics about why people were not getting the vaccine. Respondents also had other reasons for ending friendships. 16% said that they had lost a friend because of having different political views, while 15% said that they ended a relationship because their former friend was dating or sleeping with an ex-partner, (laughs) while 12% of respondents ended a friendship because the other party was, quote, making up rumors about them, and 7% broke it off because the other person was a liar. The phenomenon of ending friendships due to the vaccine was in the national spotlight when actor Jennifer Aniston told InStyle that she was distancing herself from friends who wouldn't be vaccinated. Um, they uh, It's not all bad news. Uh, one person who is an expert and author said that she believed the pandemic had actually changed some things for the better. Uh, many of us got closer to fewer people, which is interesting because we're lonely. It's not that we need to meet more people. We need to go deeper with a few and feel more seen. Um, Does this uh, study, I guess, surprise you in any way?
0: Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, like some of it does, but then I guess I, I guess it, it, the part that surprises me is the that it seems like very young answers. Does that make sense? Like the answers mm-hmm. that were given were given by people that were younger. Because some gotcha. of those reasons is like they they made up stories about me. Okay, <laughs> right. yeah, you, you shouldn't be hanging out with that person. But in the same vein, really.
1: I, I thought they That's gave me. Really the, uh, I was going to say, I thought they talked to third graders. <laughs> right. It's
0: like, mm. so Like so, yes, it does surprise me, but it, it just mostly because it feels like a very young survey. And by that, not saying that people that are older wouldn't have those reasons because there are people that would have those reasons. But they just feel immature, I guess is where I'm at. And then the COVID thing, it's it's very polarizing as it is. So that part actually doesn't surprise me, nor does it sound young. It sounds very much like what people are doing right now. And mostly it's like, you know, why aren't you masking? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You're not doing it the way I'm doing it. So you, you must be wrong. And I hear that a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was not surprising um, to see that, especially in this era because it's now, you know, something that you would think would have brought us together uh, is kind of drifting people apart in regards to their stance because people are really drawing a line in the sand, sand, proverbial line in the sand as to where they stand on particular things and because people are still kind of in a point of where, uh, they want to just be done and out of this. Uh, now I guess it's kind of like, well, you don't feel that way about, you know, doing this and we can't be friends. And I don't think he you know, has the funny thing. Politics should never de- decide who your friends are because that's what makes great friends is when you have very differences. Uh, you just mm-hmm. have to be, not let that get to the emotional core of you because you and I, we both have differences in what we think, you know, mm-hmm. and, Recently, you know, the thing was- is, yes. And, and there are people who, uh you know, it's either you think my way or you can't be my friend. Now, the only time I would probably even go that uh critical is probably on the story we're going to talk about here shortly. I
0: know you are, but in in a way you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, because most
1: people, yeah, most people, they have the, I get it. So, um, but yeah, so, no, it's it, it's kind of interesting, and it's kind of eye-opening that people are that way, where now it's kind of like a line in the sand if you don't think that way or if they believe that you don't. You know, I get it if people were, quote, did you wrong or said some stuff about you. Yeah, you probably have to get out of that toxic relationship or if they did something to you. Uh, but something such as this right now, you know, you readjust around the difference. If you don't want to be around somebody that does not want to get vaccinated, Hey, we can still talk on the phone, but I might not come and see you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or it might be a little bit more carefully uh, fixed as to how we see each other. But I'm still not going to drop you because you made a decision about your health. I mean, that is kind of almost kind of silly to do that, just to end a friendship. To me, if you're ending it on something like that and you can't agree on it, maybe it wasn't much of a friendship to begin with. But that's my own opinion on that. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, take a, yes, trend-
0: no,
1: right uh, <laughs> a look at what's trending tonight. Uh, there are a few things that are actually trending. Of course, it's Friday night, so you're going to have wrestling that's trending one and two. Uh, also, this whole thing with the disappearance of Gabrielle uh, Petito. This is really starting to gain a lot of steam. Uh, And tonight, the Northport Police Department is confirming that they are speaking to the family of a Florida man as they investigate her disappearance. Uh, I mean, it's really, really just a sad story overall. You hope that the worst did not happen or does not look good because now he has pretty much clammed up and he's not talking to anybody. Uh, Video had surfaced of when the cops uh, had pulled them over just a few days prior to her disappearance and they had had a huge falling out and argument. Uh, not good. Um, so we shall see where that develops. Also, trending tonight, uh, I know for you video gamers out there, uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2. Yeah,
0: downloaded that.
1: <laughs> Chapter two of the role-playing video game, Deltarune, has arrived. So uh, a lot of you who are probably on your computers playing tonight are probably playing that. Um, And then uh, also trending uh, is, well, I'm not even going to – I won't even – I looked at it, and then I thought twice about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> won't even, won't Go even, to your
0: Twitter yeah. page and find
1: what's trending. Yeah, and I there. But also trending uh, – well, not my namesake, but a person who shares my name, LeVar Burton, uh, who says that he's no longer interested in hosting Jeopardy. Uh, of course, Jeopardy this week, that uh, they are just going with two hosts for the remainder of the year, uh, Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings so uh, they will be hosting uh, Jeopardy here throughout the rest of the year so uh, but that is a look at some of the things that are trending uh, tonight
0: I kind so, of a Barb
1: Burton to but then again oh. a lot of people didn't uh, they said that he, it, it, they felt that he talked down to some of the contestants but I was like yeah I remember the guy did a show for kids uh, and young adults for years <laughs> it probably sounds right. that way it wasn't meant to be that way, but you know, right. at that point, he did it. He did it for a week. Maybe who knows? I actually think out of this, what they could probably do is that they could do a kids' version of Jeopardy and have him host it.
0: Maybe Jeopardy Kids. I actually think that they should. Yeah. So you know, it would make me sad though because Jeopardy Kids would probably have people on it that are way smarter than me.
1: Right. Like, what would
0: you do at a 12? To be like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, I'm done. I can't watch this anymore because these kids are smarter than I am. <laughs> I'm not smarter than a fifth <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: I was I used to watch that show and then I had to turn away because uh, I was like, nope, sorry, I would fail probably some of that stuff now if you ask me about it. So thank God I'm not in those grades anymore. <laughs> thank goodness that I never had to do Common Core math. But yes, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> uh, I probably would be held back a year or two. So, uh, Four he, or five.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, that's Probably, well, you know, yeah, I, I probably would have been held back for a year. So uh, pretty much at that point, we all
0: know. I am smart. I am smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. That's <laughs> 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 pretty much how that goes. <laughs> Very uh, much so, yes. But,
1: yes. But, dear friends, uh, that leads, because I've been teasing it all evening long, so last night, uh, in the midst of my uh, conversations with Mary, I I, I wasn't even going to bring this story up. I was, but then again, I wasn't, because I know how Mary does not like compiling a list for this show.
0: I um, do not. <laughs> I don't. So, so
1: I started talking about uh, this week, if you have not heard, back in 2004. And I have the magazine somewhere, and I forgot to grab it. But uh, Rolling Stone released at that time its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And so they felt 17 years later that it would be time to update this list. And according to them, they spoke to a lot of different uh, people, and people within the industry, and uh, journalists, and everyone else. And I think uh, every year they used to update it here and there. And last year, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On took the top spot. It came in at number six this year. But I had an issue, and where I had the issue was that I felt that they tried to appease too many new songs that have been made since 2000 uh, into this list. In two songs since 2000, they felt was far greater than every other song in the history of music. I am going to tell you right now. Now, this is what I had to do because this is how pissed I was. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to spend too much time on it because we got another story to talk about tonight. But um, the top ten. Songs in their opinion, there because he ain't mine. Uh, <laughs> in their, <laughs> at number ten, and and I can't express this enough. Five hundred of all time, not from nineteen seventy to now, not even from nineteen ninety to now. All time, which is encompasses. The beginning of when recorded music happened to now their top ten at number ten, outcast with hey ya <laughs> now I love outcast and I think that they are awesome, but number ten now think of all of the great songs in history already this list you now have lost credibility. And like I said, nothing against Outkast. I love Outkast. Bombs Over Baghdad, one of my favorite songs, and that actually did make the list. I think it was farther down the list. Uh, Stankonia was a great album. Hey, y'all, not number 10. Not what I'm thinking of. All the (laughs) other great songs in history. And it gets worse. Number nine, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. I don't know if somebody just said dreams because of the TikTok video that came out. Fleetwood Mac has a few other great songs that I would put ahead of dreams. I would put Rhiannon ahead of dreams. I would put don't stop thinking about tomorrow ahead of dreams. They put dreams at number nine. Number eight, Missy Elliott, get your freak on. I had to stop at that point because Missy Elliott, for the great artist that she is, Get Your Freak On is not the eighth best song of all time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is where I stopped, kind Boulevard, on the phone, and said, no, 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 this is how bad it got last night, for so I'm going to give you an insight to our conversation. I had to say, no, 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 no. stop now, because you are getting wound up and I want other people to witness the fury that was LaVaugh when it came to Missy Elliott being number seven. I would even say Super eight. Duper Fine
1: is a far greater song to get your, get your Freak On. Fly was better. Missy's done a lot of stuff. I even like gossip folks. Way better to Get Your Freak On. But they went with Missy at number eight. Think about that. Number eight, get your freak on, was far that was far better than four four hundred and ninety-two other songs throughout history. Those three alone, nothing against the artists. Like I said, I love the artists. And I'm not down on them. I actually think that they on the five hundred list should be on there. Just not that high. You kinda overshot. It's like trying to take a trip from Chicago to Indiana and winding up in New Hampshire. That's how far you overshot it. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, the Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever. Now, I am a huge Beatles fan, and I know that some of you out there are. I don't think Strawberry Fields Forever is deserving of a number seven. I can think of 20 other Beatles songs that probably would have made the cut over Strawberry Fields Forever. Uh, number six, Just Marvin on Gaines. What's recognizability
0: going on recognizability alone.
1: Right. Number six, Marvin Gaines, what's going on? Okay, so the top six, I kind of am not going to argue on. They could have felt anywhere in between. They all could have switched places. I'm not going to argue. And uh, get in mind, I'm not arguing with the top six. I might argue with where they placed. I might even argue with, uh, you know, if uh, there are other songs that they have could have made that. But number six was Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Number five was Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number four, Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, You could even say Forever Young or, you know, a couple other songs probably would have been better uh, songs. Uh, Number three was Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. Uh, I probably would have put that at number two. Uh, Number two was Public Enemy, Fight the Power. And number one was Aretha Franklin's respect. I don't have an issue with six through one. I kind of had an issue with those. So I kind of sat this evening, and over the last 24 hours, I thought if I was the person making the decision to make the top ten, to put it in the uh, order that I thought it should have been, I did. And I this agonized me because I left off a lot of good songs that made the cut. I will just tell you alone, honorable mention, before I go into the top ten that I had, uh, I actually had the the Dells stay in my corner. If you've never heard that song, it is the – if you want to look up, even before these boy bands, (laughs) the Dells, Chicago's own The Dells, had a song – Called stay in my corner it is the probably begging like song of all time if they're begging is a word it defies even the point where the lead singer is saying baby and he holds on to that note for almost 45 seconds blows any other boy grant band out of the water don't even need it but that was honorable mention it didn't even make it uh, my other honorable mention was white stripes seven nation army uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, Cashmere uh, and Patsy Klein's Crazy. Mm-hmm. That was the honorable mention. If I had to make the list, it's number on. 10, yeah, number 10 would have been Marsha Griffith's Electric Boogie, which is the Electric Slide. The reason why I put that in there at number 10 is do you think about it, what song has defined like a true party song? When that song comes on, everybody does the Electric Slide. No if, or, or buts. And everybody knows that song. Uh number nine, uh Benny King Stand By Me. I don't know how that missed a top ten list. The lyrics alone in the first few minutes. Uh number eight, The Impressions, People Get Ready. Uh, which was if you go back and listen, uh the Impressions uh, led by Curtis Mayfield, uh, uh, 60s true anthem during the Civil Rights era. Uh, number seven, and I'm going to get his name wrong, forgive me, but uh, Israel uh, Coco, his version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I know that people go by Judy Garland's uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but he took it, put his spin on it, and God rest his soul, knocked it out of the park. And the one, and I heard the backstory to that song. He went to a recording studio, showed up, one take, left. And I know he got sick and he passed away shortly thereafter. And the song went to like top of the charts. It's used on almost any TV show or anything else. That's my number seven. Number six, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know how that did not make the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know how often that song's
0: playing?
1: <laughs> right. It's pretty freaking mercury. How do you not have Queen in your top ten? Uh number five, John Lennon's Imagine. Uh I'm gonna shock you up a little bit. Number four. I went with Tina Turner's River Deep Mountain High. If you think of the the wall of sound and how that song was and how hauntingly, like, the notes were hit, there's nobody else that could do that song except her. I'm sorry. You can get Beyonce. You can get Adele. You can get anybody, but they're not going to hit it the way that Tina Turner hit that song, which is why I don't think that you have a lot of people trying to remake that song. That's one of those untouchable songs that you just can't redo, along with Etta James's At Last, which also did not make the list that hurt me so. Um, Number three, now I said the Beatles because they did make that list, but I was so torn. I have a tie with their songs. I chose either Yesterday or Blackbird. I would choose those two songs over Strawberry Fields Forever. Um, then at number two was Sam Cook's The change is going to come. Number one, I read the respect. Now whose list would you rather at that point think was more meaningful? Mine <laughs> or that one?
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I'll cast. Hey, y'all guys. <laughs> you might as well put the Macarena in there. <laughs> you know what? The <laughs> Macarena what? should be in there. I don't know about the best song of all time, but one of those like most famous songs of all time. This it would be, be like uh, just on recogni- recognizability.
1: Yeah.
0: Because there's uh, a lot of songs that okay, I like. Hey, I'm not saying that Outkast, Hey yeah, shouldn't be on a list, but it also shouldn't be on that list. Not on that list. Not the I'm 500 saying, greatest like, songs. On, yes. Yeah. I'm not saying that Get Your Freak isn't shouldn't be on a list. Again, just not on that list. Maybe on the 500 greatest dance songs of all time. And you know how many, many other songs, songs I had. Of all time?
1: You know how many other songs I had on this list that didn't even make the cut? I had the Ronettes Be My Baby, which was like the ultimate Phil Spector wall of sound song. The Temptations My Girl. I had uh, also uh, Bill... Whether it's Lean On Me, I had Rhapsody in Blue. Uh, I also had Simon and Garfunkel with Mrs. Robinson, or you can do Bridge Over Troubled Water. You could even do uh, the Beach Boys. God only knows, which makes a lot of lists. You know, it, it's like it goes on and on. Earth, Wind, and Fire. You can do September. How many people know that one? You know, you Remember? Yeah. I mean, you, Errol Smith, you can go them, you can go A you can go to a lot of other hits, but I don't know if those are ready for top ten, you know? I would even put... You
0: were know. much more calm today than you were last night, and I'm kind of disappointed that this, that everybody doesn't get to no. hear how, red- how like, <laughs> adamant you were last night. It was no, I'm still, hilarious. I'm still, I'm still out of it tonight because even
1: thinking of that list, and I looked at their top 20 as well, and I was like, it made no sense whatsoever because it was like the things that got, I was like even in Temptations, even the hit I've named almost like 15 to 20 hits tonight alone. Stuff that even in My Girl should, should probably be in the top 10. You know, and the fact that you put those songs and I don't even know, you know, I read some of the people who hadn't voted on it, and I will put it to you this way. Some of the top 500 songs also included, like, a lot of new artists as well, or people who really are just in the game. I think Taylor Swift had about, like, five or six songs in there. One of them, I was like, eh, okay, well, yeah. And you can even put some Dolly Parton songs in there. You could put I Will Always Love You or Jolene. You could put George Jones's. You stop loving it. Or the, there's a lot of great hits. And the fact that Outkast, Missy Elliott, who I love dearly, like I said, don't get me wrong, I love them. I think that Missy Elliott is highly underrated, and she belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when her time comes, because of just the groundbreaking things that she's done. Outcast too. But I know some people would have an issue with that too. That's a different story for a different day. But I don't... <laughs> that's your song. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, don't get me started. Because there's so many crybabies every year who are like, oh, what about so-and-so? And And -and so-and-so's been around for a few years, and -and so-and-so's done this. Okay, if so-and-so goes in, it shouldn't be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) I get so tired every year hearing that. You know, I was like, and I think recently there was a person who had talked about rock and roll, and you could catch my Twitter at NewsCommentBTR where I retweeted that video, and it made me sick to my stomach of his quotes on rock and roll because he obviously forgot about the people who made rock and roll like Chuck Berry, little Richard, <laughs> and your sister Rosetta Tart. you know, he always forgot what that was about, so yeah, he's discredited, but <laughs> yeah, it was just oh uh, it I could probably go a full hour talking about and going song by song. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but yes, it was just un-freaking-believable. As soon as I saw the first two, it, it, it's like I tuned it out, because they pretty much lost their ability.
0: He almost swore. Yeah. You almost uh, swore. And then on top of that, <laughs> what- you were seeing red last night. You were lit the id. Yeah. You were going to rage quit. Okay. <laughs> Got it.
1: I'm just going to, you know what? I've been trying forever to start a new show somewhere on Sunday nights to fill the time. It might just be rambling, Lavar's ramblings. It, it probably will be. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I was incensed. Even this afternoon, coming up with this list, I was still incensed that it has to take somebody else to make sense of the whole thing. But, hey, Uh, real quick, though, I wanted to get to this story because we've been holding it for the last few weeks. But uh, men who mumble, a turn-on for women, a voice study says it's true. Communication may be the key to a healthy relationship, but is mumbling what really drives women wild? A new study finds men who don't speak very clearly may actually have an edge when it comes to dating. I'm beginning to believe that, though. Scientists with the American Institute of uh, Physics say that males (laughs) who speak less clearly or mumble tend to be more attractive to the opposite sex because women see it as a sign of masculinity. Conversely, men find precise pronunciation alluring because it signifies femininity. From a sexual selection standpoint, males with traits that are slightly more masculine than average are typically preferred, which in this context would make males with less clear speech more attractive, says study co-author Dr. Daniel Stare from the University of California, Irvine. Uh, Hollywood heartthrob Marlon Brando had the nickname Mr. Mumbles bestowed on him by his guys and dolls co-star Frank Sinatra. The Oscar-winning legend famously put cotton wool in his mouth, while playing Don Corleone, the godfather, to make himself even less intelligible. Other leading men accused of mumbling on screen include Tom Hardy, Jeff Bridges, and the late Heath Ledger. The UCI team now discovered women actually like it, contrary to popular belief. They identified a, quote, sizable gender difference in speech intelligibility. It has far-reaching implications in our personal lives, the workplace, and society. So... um, (laughs) In previous studies, though, female talking samples contain fewer mistakes among volunteers asked to transcribe re, uh, recorded sentences. A strong difference in the characteristic between genders, known as sexual dimorphism, uh, vocal traits can serve as relevant clues to attractiveness. Uh, the doctor says, and it's a likely outcome of the forces of sexual selection. In the first analysis of its kind, scientists recorded 42 individuals while performing various speech tasks. Separate pools of participants then ra- uh, rated the attractiveness of the talkers. The researchers focused on vowel space area, which is a quantitative index of intelligibility as a main acoustic feature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pardon me.
0: <laughs> Turn you off. <laughs> just trying to look good, right? That's what it is. Um, Man, how can I keep my pants on? I don't even understand this. I'm almost almost believing
1: it, though. I'm almost believing it, though.
0: I mean, I kind of believe it in a weird way. Um, I I don't think it's very attractive, but that's... I also apparently am a weirdo, so um, we can't go by my opinions at any point or (laughs) turn. I I can understand it. it when you put it that way but I I I I enjoy like Morgan Freeman you know and his voice and his and that and it was granted it's a little bit slower he speaks slower but he's very clear um Tom Hiddleston very clear speaker um so I, I don't I, I don't know? Question mark. I can see and where so that could come
1: in. And so I to talk about who she actually likes. So I actually just no, that was my Morgan Freeman.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He could read the names from the phone but When they did that little thing in the in the Lego movie, they weren't lying. He really could, and I would watch it if he just sat in front of the, on the front of a screen and read from a book. I would definitely do it. Wouldn't even notice what book you read. Can tell you the truth. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, with that being said, though, like, I, I just, it's, I, I get where that would come in when it's when it's like, hey, that's it. It's a very masculine thing. Um, I don't know if it is or not. Sometimes I mumble, especially when I'm nervous. I mumble. So. I don't. I mean, yeah. Don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Oh, you're looking for the wah wah? I was just gonna say.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's <true>. um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no. I'm kind of almost leaving it because when you – I don't want to put everybody in the same boat, so forgive me for what I'm about to say. Um, the following comments are minds and minds alone and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone uh, <laughs> on this channel. But I have watched some people date some people where not only does it look like there is nothing in the attic, but it shows when they speak. And pretty much when they do speak, they make no sense. And I've heard people, and I'm like, is that even a language? Where did you get that from? And not saying that I have the best diction, because I don't, but there are people who are highly attracted to it. Okay, Why do you think on King of the Hill, Boomhauer was a ladies' man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Even then, what was it, that one bear, was it the country bears where the bears like it didn't even make sense. He was married and had kids. <laughs> but yes, I think so. I don't know what that has I don't know what mumbling has to do with masculinity. I don't know if it's because people feel bad for him and think that they understand him while the world does it. I don't know. But in this case it's very confusing. It's not shocking. It's still
0: yeah. That's um, where I was going. It's not a shocking thing.
1: But it's confusing. It's like how? <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't know. I'm as much confused as anything else. And I guess at that point, the only last thing I could probably put out there tonight. What the hell's going on out here? So, yeah. <laughs> Lombardi said it best. <laughs> With that, uh the clock on the wall is telling us that uh we're out of time. Uh before we go tonight, uh do you have any shout outs for this week?
0: I actually do not, surprisingly. How's that?
1: What No birthdays? No
0: No, no birthdays. Not no. I, I know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised. Just, I'm, just I'm in a cold.
1: Yes. Even <laughs> <laughs> I I think we've been bamboozled. Led astray, led amok. Uh-huh. Let
0: astray. Let amok. mock. oh let How dare you use words? You're supposed to be mumbling. Yes. What are you doing?
1: How how dare I make sense?
0: You're, you're demystifying the whole masculinity thing. Stop it. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh, Lordy. Well, no, I don't have any shout-outs this week. Uh, the only shout-out I do have is to all of you who continue to listen, uh, and we thank you for doing that. We thank you for telling a friend. Uh, we thank you for being with us on this weekly ride. And as I stated, uh, we will be off next week, but we will return two weeks from tonight. On October first, uh, Friday night, October first. Yeah, the beginning of October, uh, someone's birthday month and um, October. Not mine. Colleen. I don't know who
0: he's talking about, man. Yeah, we already. <laughs>
1: said,
0: so
1: we we, we are. <laughs> yeah. We already. Said, Too late. So yes. <laughs> but no. But with, uh, with all of that, though, we do thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you two weeks from tonight. In the meantime. Uh, you can always catch any latest news or anything that's going on on Twitter. Uh, I am over at NewsCompTR and Mary is over at...
0: Blue Eyes Mama. Mm-hmm.
1: And join us everywhere else. Uh, no, Mary is... She is better at Discord than I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um,
1: for the fellow Discorders over there... I know. I'm bad. This weekend, I may make an appearance on Discord. Uh, So, yes, I know. I will make an appearance on Discord. So I'll be posting some things and um, interact with all of you over there as well. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you two weeks from tonight here on page one. Thanks for listening.
0: Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR. And add us as a podcast on Apple.